Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Do you know who are some of my favorite people to be around? Children, like little kids, despite all their quirks and their inability to catch my dry and sometimes sarcastic humor. I love being around children. Now, do you know who are my least favorite people to be around? Adults who act like children. Same behaviors as cute little kids, but when it's got a grown-up's face attached to it, it can be so annoying. It's embarrassing. It's childish. Now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, let's do something together. Let's practice identifying the difference between being a child and being childish. I'll do a little call and response. I'm going to list some natural tactics and coping mechanisms that children use to navigate the world. And you see, when children do it, it's normal. But when adults do it, it's childish. Let's go. You'll catch on. (laughs) So uh, emotional escalations. Children often cry, get mad, or even appear petulant and pouting in moments that couldn't possibly warrant such an escalated reaction. All right? When children do it, it's normal. When adults do it, it's childish. Perfect. You got this. (laughs) Blame shifting. When things don't go as planned, children often look for someone or something outside of themselves to blame. All right, when children do it, it's normal. But when adults do it, oh, it's childish, yeah. Uh, Try blatant lying. When caught in situations that are uncomfortable or embarrassing, children might lie to save face or stay out of trouble. Right, when children do it, it's normal. When adults do it, yeah, it's childish. How about name-calling? Children might use words or undesirable names to put other people down so as to elevate their own standing in a group. When children do it, right, it's normal. When adults do it, it's childish. Impulse control. Children often don't take the time to pause before speaking or doing. They might even impulsively interrupt without realizing it. When children do it, for the most part, it's normal. When adults do it, it's childish. All right, how about self-absorption? Children often think everything's about themselves, right? That the world revolves around what they want in a particular moment. When children do it, it's normal. When adults do it, yeah, it's narcissism. All right, finally, introspection. Children struggle to observe their ego, right, their self. And so they're often unable to objectively reflect on themselves and their past behaviors. When children do it, 
it's normal, but when adults do it, man, it's childish. All right, now, all of that was to have a little fun, but, but there's more to it as well. All right, honest question. Please, please don't shout out any names. Raise your hand if someone, like, immediately comes to mind, a grown-up in your life who often displays childish behaviors. And be honest, does someone come to mind? It's okay to raise your hand. They won't know. Or even if it's the person you came here with, they probably aren't self-aware enough to think you're, you're raising your hand about them anyways. We all deal with people who display childish behaviors. In fact, we probably all have people in our lives who we love dearly, who uh, are emotionally immature and act out like children from time to time. And it's hard because we are wired to love children who act like children. Man, but it can be a slog to love adults who display the very same traits. Now, before we even get to today's passage, I'm going to offer a couple strategies for loving someone in your life who has a childish streak in them. Right? And to, to really make this work, I, I want to invite you to call to mind an actual person an adult in your life who might act out in childish ways and be, because of it has created tension or conflict for you. All right, you have someone? You have someone in mind? So first, it is both extremely simple and extremely hard. First, just try not to dwell on their childish moments. Right, just don't dwell on them. Don't run a video loop of their worst moments in your head. Instead, remember and, and focus on their more adult and attractive traits. If you can turn off the human blooper reel, right, you might be surprised how many positive traits they also have. So, so, so picture your person. I take a second. Actively recall a moment in which they displayed strength or grace humor, love. Actively recall some of your favorite things about them and let those things begin to shape your feeling towards them. All right, second, you got to stop being surprised when they do things that are childish. Now, if you already know a person has a tendency to act childish in particular situations, stop letting it surprise you. Don't be surprised when the same behavior rises to the surface again and again and again. Finally, you cannot take it upon yourself to teach or change childish adults. And again, this can be hard because when it's your child, right, when your child does the exact same thing, it absolutely is your job to teach or change them. But that's not the case with the childish adults in your life. Instead, your job is to grow yourself and to figure out ways to not be surprised or triggered by them. So dwell on their positive traits and don't let them surprise you and don't try to change them. Instead, seek personal growth through them. Okay, that was a fun little tangential sermon before the sermon. 
And the reason for the psychological detour is that in today's short reading, Jesus ends up dealing with some childish adults and some children. And ultimately, he calls us to make some real life changes so that we might become childlike and not childish. So together, let's read from Matthew 18, starting in verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? We have to pause already because that's a pretty childish question. All right, so with children, a certain level of comparison is completely normal. Yeah? When children are really young and still in the parallel play stage, they, they barely notice other kids, let alone find any interest in, in comparing themselves to others. Then around their third birthday, children begin to make general comparisons, mostly on a physical level. But boy, around five years old... When they begin attending school, often we see children begin to make more serious comparisons. Right? Why why is she always faster than me? Why does it take me longer to get the schoolwork done? Why does everybody want to talk to him? Right? Who's the greatest? Who's the best? My dad has bigger muscles than your dad. When children do it, it's normal. When adults do it, when the disciples do it, it's childish. So let's read this again. At the time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child over to sit among the disciples. And And he said, I assure you that if you don't turn your lives around and become like this little child, you will definitely not enter the kingdom of heaven. Those who humble themselves like this child will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. It's a word of God for the the sometimes childish people of God. Thanks be to God. That despite Jesus' continuous teaching about the kingdom of God, being at hand, being oh so near, despite Jesus' continuous teaching about the first being last and the last being first, our disciples are once again displaying some childish behaviors as they are preoccupied with their status in this kingdom that Jesus speaks of. Who will be first? Who will be the best? This kingdom sounds great, but who will be the greatest? Jesus offers a profound and and disruptive critique of their question by calling a child into their midst. Can you picture the scene? Twelve disciples, twelve grown men, the inner circle, and they're standing around Jesus contemplating who's the greatest. You, you You can picture the puffed up chest, the the fronting, the posturing. And instead of elevating himself, Jesus sits down and calls a little kid over. He sits a child on his lap and says to them, I assure you, if you don't turn your lives around and become like this little child, 
or forget being the greatest. He says, you won't even enter the kingdom of heaven. Those who humble themselves like this child will be the greatest. Will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. In a, in a calm but direct fashion, Jesus reigns in the childish banter. He reminds them and us all that as long as we're concerned with status, concerned with position and the heavenly lunch line, concerned with the size of our eschatological inheritance, as long as, as our concern is with who we are and what we deserve, and we're, we're going to completely miss the boat. Whether at church or in various spheres that make up our lives, it's not uncommon to find ourselves preoccupied with placement, power, prestige. Right? It's, it's not uncommon to slip into the trap of interacting with the world around us, with our, our friends, within our marriages even, from a place of what we can get out of it instead of what we can give to it. Who's the biggest? Who's the best? Who's in charge around here? Who's the greatest? It's not uncommon. Not uncommon, but it is childish. Right? It is contrary to the kingdom of heaven, contrary to the way of God, contrary to the way of love. Instead, Jesus says, you better turn your lives around and become like this child. And so, just as easy as it was to, to call to mind a childish adult in your life, I want you to call to mind a child in your life. Maybe it's your children, grandchildren, godchild, niece, nephew. Maybe you can recall images and memories from 50 years ago when your adult children were still young. And regardless of who it is, call to mind a child in your life and, and remember moments, interactions, memories that you had together. All right, can you picture them? Uh, it's probably not intentional, but... But, but you all just started to, to smile. Seriously, everybody's face just changed a little bit. Can you recall a moment when a child in your life was just beaming with curiosity? And they had follow-up question after their follow-up question. They, they had to grab, shake, lick, touch everything they could get their hands on. And you recall their eyes lighting up at the sight and sound of something altogether new. Can you picture it? Can you recall a moment when a child in your life was oozing with innocence? Maybe they said something funny and didn't even realize the inappropriate humor of their words, right? Or, or maybe, maybe someone sweet just, just flew right over their head. Can you recall a moment when a child in your life blew your mind with their empathy? Maybe you could see right, true sadness on their face when they became aware of someone else who was hurting. Or, or maybe you could picture them smothering a sibling in love when, when they felt something was off. Can you recall a moment when a child in your life caught you off guard? I caught you off guard with the strength and clarity of their faith. Maybe they were talking about miracles, about praying, about hearing and seeing God, and they were so certain and so alive, right? it almost made you feel vulnerable in your own faith. 
I mean, we're getting it. Can you recall moments when the children in your life offered you a glimpse of something beautiful, something pure, something that you wish you could bottle up and mix into your overly stressed and concerned adult life from time to time? Have you ever wished that you could reclaim some of the simple awe and wonder of a child and return to a place of real and consistent joy? As individuals, as a community, as a church, we need children. We need their presence among us. And let's be clear, it's not to inflate our ego of being a hip enough church that young families might show up. It's certainly not because we need to indoctrinate them before they know better. <laughs> we, we need them. We need children to keep us honest, to keep us humble, to keep us from focusing, <laughs> to keep us from focusing on structures and systems that have more to do with defining power than loving a, our neighbor as ourselves. We need the children in our lives to remind us of the goodness that has always been within. And so when we, when we baptize a child like we did today, when, when our kids go off to Sunday school, the goal is not that they would return more like us. The goal is that they would develop a faith of their own and they would return and help us become more like them. And so today we had some, some fun. Yeah, we had some fun at the expense of some childish characters. Uh, we thought about some of the, the childish adults in our own life in ways that we might learn and grow through them. For the particularly introspective and mature, we even thought about some of our own childish moments. And then finally, we were reminded that a community, a church, a kingdom of heaven even, but it isn't much a kingdom at all if there aren't any children. As we seek to live into our core values of worship, welcome, and justice, let us continue to be a welcoming place for children. Because in doing so, we welcome Jesus into our midst. And then, let us have the perspective and humility to let those children change us. Jesus said, I assure you, if you don't turn your lives around and become like this little child, you will definitely not enter the kingdom of heaven. Those who humble themselves like this little child will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Amen. Oh,